Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast. Your hosts are Wazza and Dan. All right, we're back for finals week. There's no Dan. He's um, off tonight. He just had a baby boy with his partner and uh, Bryce, so he's the next new little eagle coming along. But we've got a special guest filling in tonight, and his name, you've probably all heard of it if you're on the Next Generation podcast page and the discussion page. He's um, an ex-Perf demon. He's a bit of an amateur champion at Mount Lawley as well, and that's uh, welcome to Wayne Hardman. How you going, mate? Good, was it? How you going, mate? Nice to finally meet you. Meet you and yeah, it's good. Here. Yeah, it's uh, Wayne's going to fill in and give us his um, perceptions and <clears throat> opinions tonight on how we're going to go. So we're going to get on to it straight away. The bye week, mate. What a week. Did you like it or not? No, I've never liked the bye week. I think I think it was because of Chris Scott and uh, Ross Lyon. Ross, I call it the Ross Lyon uh, Yeah, week. I don't like it. I think uh, you should... Once you're into the ready for finals, just get straight into it and yep. bang into it straight away. I was listening to the Eagles back chat today, and Will Schofield brought up a good point. No one really benefits from it except for about four to six teams. He goes, all the bottom teams that didn't make the finals, they don't benefit from it. No, um, the two top teams don't benefit from it if they win because they get an extra buy as well. So it's really only four teams left because two teams get knocked out. And thinking about it that way, I just went, yeah, I'd never thought about that, and why have it? And then Josh Kennedy said, why don't they have it during the year? They're going to have another buy, have it during the year. Yes. And that's for the players, if that's what they want. So maybe the AFL need to listen to them. So what did you get up to? Oh, not much. I uh, um, actually involved in basketball a bit so I had, I had my final game last week so my kids are to coach and um, just that and actually had to do a bit of work around the house for a change instead of watching the footy on Saturday afternoon had no had no excuses yeah it was funny I didn't know what to do I was like lost I was going what do I do and like I said work around the house and yeah. I tried to watch a couple of replays and I actually watched East Perth game which was good and we'll talk about that later on um, before we get into some other things, Gaffy from the Go Footy podcast, him and myself will be down at Fremantle Oval this week for the Fremantle Rec Link Community Cup. We're going to be uh, the commentators for the games. It's going to be interesting. Um, and that's a game between the band Gropers and the Newshounds. Uh, some of the members from the band Gropers are Sugar Amy, the Tommy Hawks, Foam, the Love Junkies. And the Newshounds, you got some uh, media people from RTR FM, ABC, Channel 10, Channel 9, uh, Noongar Radio, and Express Magazine. And afterwards, there's a concert with the Kill Devil Hills, Tommy Hawks, Flossies, The Wilds, Jack Davies, and DJ Mayor Brad Pettit. So that's going to be interesting what uh, tunes he comes up with, um, being down there in Frio. But if you've got nothing to do... Before the Eagles game, try and get down there. The game starts about 2 o'clock. But if not, you'll probably hear about more about it next week on the podcast. The Rising Star winner, Ron Evans medal, Jaden Stevenson from Collingwood. He kicked 34 goals. Eagle 20th this year in the, in the uh, home and away season. Um, he won with 52 votes, so that's the most ever in the Norwich... Uh, well, not that's NAB rising, so, mm. isn't it? Yes, so, uh, look, I thought he was the outstanding first-year player. Oh, he year, was brilliant. He was a logical doubt. choice. I thought it was either him or Tom Doherty. Do- 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 and Tade got yeah. second. Um, Alex Wiverton got third with 32. Jack Higgins 
who's one of my favourites, is fourth. And Sydney's Oliver Florian and Geelong's Jack Henry tied for a fifth. Yeah. And it's, I don't know if you saw the, all the votes, but I just don't know how I understand it works. They all get nominated, which 23, but only about nine of them got votes. Yeah, well, they have. I think they have a panel of about six sick people from the media and they all do their five four three two one i thought they would have given each one of them a vote each for playing because you get nominated and then yeah i just i find it weird how it works out but in the end of the day that guy he was a standout oh without a doubt yeah standout by a mile and we'll talk about him a bit more when we get to the eagles and collingwood game but yeah we got to keep him quiet because he's He's a unique talent. <laughs> yeah, I watched him two weeks ago. At the, I went to the Co- uh, Collingwood Fremantle game and um, just to have a look, and he was he was quite good that day. He's a uh, very, very smart footballer. Yeah, he's very confident too. He doesn't oh, lack any confidence, does he? So maybe that's what you need if you're a young kid out there. This is a little question I want to pose to you, and I've heard on a couple of different podcasts. Um, if you could trade a player from any club that's not in the finals to play for the Eagles in this final series, who would you pick? Oh, Pat Cripps, without a doubt. Patrick Cripps? Yeah, and that seemed doubt. to be the main person who mm. got picked. Um, it was amazing because they're sitting there and the guy has contested bull at the ball. And I was sitting there trying to think about it, and I was probably thinking about it too much, trying to work out where the Eagles would need somebody to fill in. But Patrick Cripps just keeps coming up and I wonder why Carlton had to try and keep him. Yeah, without doubt. Because but if he, if he was playing with the top four team, he'd win the Brownlow medal this year. He, he might still go close anyway. Yeah, he could, but I think I think some of those games they were, where they were beaten by 80, 70, 80 points, he yeah. shouldn't really get best no, player well, on the ground those but days. But gone back in the late 70s, early 80s, it wasn't uncommon for a, a player from a bottom team to win. Like when Liver won with the Bulldogs, I think they were near the bottom. Hmm. Um, I think when Diesel won one, I think it was his first one, they were near the bottom as well. So it, it could be bucking the trend if he tries to do that. But yeah, it'd be interesting. Like I said, if he's a top four side, yeah, he'd probably be the highest paid player. He's the outstanding player in the yeah. AFL. So um, with Eagles fans, uh, it was good to see uh, young Gaffy back at training. So my question to you is this a sign? Has he made up his mind or is he just teasing us? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, he's still employed by the club until their last game. Yeah, but if you were going, why would you even bother? Uh, well, I think... He yeah. could play, he could sit there in Victoria and go, look, I'm here with my family and mm. play the family card. Two weeks ago, I was sitting there, I reckon he's gone. But there's, some, there's something there that, I don't know, after I saw the All-Australian thing there and looking at him and all that and I'm sitting there going there's something there that's telling me that he's staying I don't know yeah, I'd I be very, be wrong I'd be very surprised if he stays I think with the fact too that his father took ill there about a, two or three weeks ago I think that's going to I think that may have, yeah, may have what, been a major factor now that's why I'm surprised he's back you know yeah. and, he's, and he got into training from what Josh Kennedy was saying he got there and goes I want to be a part of this yes so yeah who knows look we're never going to know with no. the with the Lysett, we'll talk about Lysett because it's been in the news. Tom Morris says he's gone. Lysett comes out at the waffle saying, don't believe everything you hear in the media. In my opinion, doesn't matter if he stays at Eagles or goes to Port Adelaide, he's always going to be the bridesmaid. Correct, yeah. He's always going to be number two. Hmm. Um, Paddy Ryder's, you know, 30, so he's probably got two, three years left. Uh, who knows what happens with Nick Nat? 
But I just can't see why... If he he must be gone because the Eagles wouldn't be getting roughhead over here Agreed. for no reason. No. But then I look at it another way. Maybe they're looking at they need that two pronged um, ruckman, and they're not thinking much about Vardy as a ruckman. No. no. Well, what to me, I I think it's either either Lysette's going or Vardy's going. One of them, because they wouldn't be entertaining another. But Vardy's contracted for another two years. I, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, I believe. So, but that's why I said. But I, but look, I've said for a long time. I think Lysette was going. Um, it's funny. I thought I always thought he was going and and Gov was going, but then I thought um, um, and Gaffy would be staying, but obviously Gov's staying, <laughs> which is great. And I mean, Gaffy's one of my all-time favourite players, and I hope he stays. But I think he could be going. But I think Scotty. I mean, they wouldn't be. They would not be entertaining another Ruckman. They've signed McGuinness on for another year. Have they signed him? Yes, they definitely year? signed him for another year. Oh, so man. so he's there for another. Yeah, I agree. And I think look when you look when Nicknack. I can't believe Lysette is going. He wants to be a number one Ruckman. He'd be number one Ruckman guaranteed here next year. And I'll be honest, I don't think Nick's going to come back. He's going to be very susceptible now. He's got two knees. Uh, both knees had knee recos. He's going to be very susceptible to doing another knee. Was yeah, no question. I don't think he'll come back as a ruckman. It'll be more of a forward pinch hitting. I think thing. so. I think that's yeah. how they'll use him. Um, yeah, look, who knows? And I guess the media are going to jump on it, and they need to jump onto things and that. And if he does end up going to port, I think in the future you might see more players come out open and say they're leaving beforehand because mm. if he had said that the players must know because if the club knows they wouldn't be able to keep it quiet within the walls no. of there so lot to play out we'll see what happens um, but you're going to be the bridesmaid wherever you go Scotty Lysett um, and it's just funny that he was playing good footy and in the last two weeks, he hasn't done very good against no. recognised Ruckman. No, and and this will be a big test because yeah, Grundy is an outstanding. It's going to be yeah, very big test. But then again, I'm not going to doubt Lysa because I've seen him do some good things this year. Yes, and I wasn't a big fan of his at the start. Um, the AFL, um, they're talking about rule changes and this and making the goals, uh, the you know, it's square bigger and oh, I'm just astounded about some of the rules that are coming up but they need to look in the backyard at some of the stuff that's going on and free agency's one because the players have got yeah. too much they've got too much control and they need to give something back to the play um the clubs and from what i've heard just on the other podcasts and all that they are working at something like lucky neil next year they're trying to bring in a rule that he will not be able to go and meet another club mm. and that should be now why why they're allowed to do that astounds me, especially while they're contracted. But I can see why the players sit there and go, well, club can shop you around, so why can't we shop ourselves around? Um, so a few little things I've got here. The AFLX, they, need, they don't even know what's going on with that. Um, that might take the form of a mini state of origin I heard. Now, that's a joke. Yeah, yeah, great. And yeah. I, didn't, I actually didn't like it. I, I gave it a go last year, but the more I think about it, I don't even know why we need it. Yeah, I agree. I think if it's something they want to have, I think it's something better for the new draftees or the kids under 20 in their club because they only want eight, to eight, eight on a side and maybe about four interchange and leave it for them, give them a bit of taste of footy, whether they do it in that concept or, or another different concept. Um, I'd like to see a, a state of origin carnival. At the start of the year. I think we'd all would like to and see that back. To in. me, if they're looking for something that's going to 
promote their game and uh, bring the fans that aren't interested and they sit home, that there, if you had a carnival for three weeks, because it used to be in the 70s and 80s, hmm. a, a carnival where they played each other and WI played South Australia and then South Australia played Victoria and all that, and it was like the champion of the colony. Bring that back, and I reckon that'll promote football better than anything else. Forget going to China. Agreed. Yeah, that, it's a waste to of me, time. That, that's just a political thing, so he gets politicians over there. Um, and another thing they can do is get something real about the AFLW. Now, next year, they don't can't even work out how many games are played. Mm. At this time of year, they should have that rock solid. It's all about broadcasting. What's your view on the, the women's league? Oh, I'm not a fan. Haven't been since it started. Well, I tried, I've tried to watch Is it. Is that because the Eagles haven't got a team? No, no, just not a fan. I think the um, the skill level improved a little bit last year, but the skill level's a skill is level shocking. I, I, and I get sick of hearing and seeing um, these elite players, these elite athletes. They're not elite. I mean, girls are coming in there, played one year, and they're saying, oh, they're an elite footballer. I mean, they're no, uh, they're no, uh, you know, McGovern, they're no uh, Dangerfield and these guys, that they're elite footballers. Um, I think, too, um, yeah, a lot of them come in, they're not, they're not ready because they've had probably more knee injuries in that competition than the AFL men would have in... Two, yeah, it's two amazing because they're not—they're not they're, their legs aren't strengthened for it. But I, I just not, I'm just not happy with. I just don't like the concept. I don't like the skill level. I don't know it might improve, but there's probably a half a dozen players that that probably take the competition. But I think it's a joke. Then when the, you go to um, my big example was Optus Stadium last year. They had the the, the Dockers women there. It was a dull gold coin to get in. They had twenty thousand people, thirty thousand people, and this year. They're saying they're going to have the Waffle Grand Final there, but they're going to play the reserves and the Colts in another venue yeah. because it's too expensive for them to be playing. Yeah. And I, I think that's just a joke. That you is know, a joke. That's what we should be looking after. And I, I, look, I, nothing against the women's sport. You know, I'm awful. I love the I love the women's netball and basketball. I love top flight women's netball. It's great. Uh, you know, you had to watch the Fever play here a couple of weeks ago. You know, fifteen thousand people there, but maybe they need to go more to the suburbs with the women's football more than the big I, grounds I've playing football as you have I, I used to go and watch a bit of the female league mm. when a few years ago and I thought it was great because it was South Man on the Swan District sides and they were ferocious it was unbelievable it was harder than some of the amateur games I've seen with the AFLW it wasn't supposed to come in until 2020 mm. and they've jumped the gun because yeah. they had to bring it forward I reckon they would have been on the money if they had made it a franchise game so separated them from the clubs, from the Eagles, your Dockers, yeah. Collingwood, and all that. They had eight teams, franchise teams, like the BBL. Mm. I think it could have worked that way because you wouldn't dilute the talent. And if they had waited to 2020, it would have been a better thing. I think uh, the Victorian women's leagues uh, a decent-sized league, and I think that's what they are basing it on because they had a lot of teams over there and a lot of people playing. But... The amount of girls, like you said, out there that they say are elite that aren't. Mm. You know, there might be elite netballers that have come to play football, but yeah. they're not footballers. So, and that's what gets me. Um, I just saw a video today about the Eagles promoting. You got to have a criteria yeah. to get in. I'd love to know what that criteria is, and I'm going to try and follow it up. But for them to get it working, they need to work out what they got to do. And it's just, it just seems like the AFL to me are on the go on everything. They're not just mate. They're, 
they're putting it out there and I think the reason they're putting it out there is to get promotion of the game but you know have rock solid this is what we're going to do before you do that and then you probably get more people behind it yeah I think what the two they've I think they've jumped the gun a lot and the competition's running at a massive loss so hence why there's hesitation for next year to have any more than six or seven games because that the, the it's the men's it's, and it's, this is not a sexist uh, comment, but the men's competition is holding them up. They're not. You, you couldn't if you, if you charge the same uh, fees to go into a ground like you do a even a waffle game. I, they'd be battling to get a thousand. Well, why can't they play it before the the, the the men's game? Well, there's nothing stopping that either. You know, you know, like in 2020, they're going to have 12 teams. They're going to play seven games, so you don't even mm. play a team. So. That's what they need to look at, but we'll see what happens. They follow their own uh, entity and they do what they want to do. Um, on our um, podcast page, we have a segment called What's Your View? And this week's was um, Scott Lysett, as we've talked about, rumoured to be going to Port Adelaide. He was to be looking at filling a spot, and I put up um, Jordan Ruffhead or Braden Pruce. And I was a bit surprised on who wanted who to come. Mm. And uh, Pruce was 61%. And Ruffhead, 39. I was a bit surprised about that because I thought it would have been the other way. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, Ruffhead's a, a premiership ruckman. So um, a lot of people, I saw a lot of comments on the on the um, site saying, you know, he's a bit injury prone, he's a bit this, bit that. But And he was, but uh, he he was a, a very prominent figure in that grand final year. Um, really carried that club through, him and um, Von Pelly. So yeah, I think uh, I think he'd be good. I think he'd be a good pickup. He's a very mobile guy. Uh, that's if we're looking for another. I mean, obviously, but you know, my feeling. I mean, I'd love us to get Tim, Tim English black backboard. Gonna have to one. give up a lot to get him. I know. Yeah, and but, that's what a lot of Eagles fans hit. They go, "Where to get this person? Where to get that?" But you can't get Tim English. You can't get Tim Kelly, mm. and a couple of other people all in the same year because you got nothing to give. That's so, right. Um, people got to remember that. And I know it's a dream to get some of these things, but. Um, there's another guy that wants to come back to the Eagles of the Dockers is Marcus Adams. Mm, yes. He's yeah. up and he's definitely want to go. So he's a two-year contract on mm. his head at the moment. So they're not going to just let him go. So no. see how it goes. All right, we'll get into some footy. The revolving door. All the stats that matter at the Royals. All right, the Royals... Um, had their last game because they got defeated by Claremont, 12-11 to East Perth, 8-goal, 7-55. Did you watch the game on TV? Yeah, I did watch it, actually. It was, uh, wasn't a bad game. but Yeah, uh, it was interesting. I like, um, and we're talking about Ruckman. There goes my phone again. Um, I'll just delete that. Don't worry about that. You'll hear that in the background, guys. Um, I like the Ruckman. We're looking for a Ruckman. A Jang, a Jang. Yeah. He was pretty impressive. I he thought. was, yeah. And I didn't realise, like, McInnes has done a uh, abductor muscle, I think, mm. and Orlando had also done a yeah, groin, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, he, I did, he sort of came up and didn't do a bad job. And um, I went and saw a pre-season game, and I thought it was a Lango playing. Mm. And I was sitting there, and it was um, East Perth versus Perth, and I was sitting there going, oh, this guy's pretty good. And I was Lango, and then I went, oh, no, I've been told it was a Jang, a Jang, and went, Where's this guy been hiding? He was he dominated in that preseason yeah. game. And, I, and yeah, I've seen a couple of other different games. I've seen a couple of games in reserves, but yeah, I just thought he dominated and he was everywhere. And I think if the Eagles are looking for a ruckman for a rookie list, there's somebody there. Um, I'm just going to digress here. I heard a big rumor that Zach Clark is in the fold for the Eagles, mm. and I've heard that from a very good source. And he's only ever been wrong once, so keep an 
an ear out for that guys because I think he's going to ramp up a bit more. Yeah, I think look, he's the type of guy they could bring on on onto the rookie or yep. just even at the end of the. I'm not sure if he'd get picked up in the actual draft. Nah, but I think he'd be, I like, be very late or rookie. And um, I wasn't a, never a big fan, but you know, again, he's a six foot nine guy. I, I was got a fan a of him. I just thought Freo played him wrong. Yeah, but, and he was a bit injury prone, but. He's on top of that now, I guess. Uh, we'll get into these Perth boys. Ainsworth, 25 disposals. He played more across the half-back line. Didn't have as big an impact as I thought. Watson, 20 disposals. I like Watson, but I heard he's got a bit of a discipline problem. Right. So, who knows? And he's yeah. on the fringe. Yeah, look, I love his run, but I think you know, I mentioned during the week that I think he's still got a bit of work to do yeah, on the man-on-man work, man man work yeah. where he's, uh, and he's going for the spoil, but he has got a great dash out of that Probably needs line. to build his body up a bit. Yes. Yeah, Partington, everyone's favourite from last year, yeah. nine in disposals. Yes. Yeah, nine obvious, in disposals, no. but he didn't, didn't, like, notice, didn't, didn't notice like, him. Didn't like he did much to me. Nah. And uh, there's something happening there. There's no question. Yeah, there's, because he's just not getting game yeah, time. I, or, I think it'd be at South Australia mm, or somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Archie did all right. One guy yeah. in disposals. Um, you know... He's one of these guys I've spoken with Dan before. Is he ever going to make that grade? You know yeah. what I mean? And maybe him sitting there going, I only want a one-year contract. Maybe he might come back and bite him in the bum. It could do. Look, he, but, was, he couldn't make it in a in a not-so-strong Port team, and he's and he's really struggling to make it here in a, in a very strong Eagles team. So um, he's got a great handball on him, but I, to me, at, at AFL level, he just doesn't get the ball enough. Yeah, he just doesn't get enough. For a mobile guy, and you can't afford to have him on the ground if he's no. not going to get the ball. Brander played across the back line, so they're sort of like flirting with him and Oscar. Yeah, I love him. Um, 16, you know, I'd just keep him up forward because he is a forward. Yeah. And Oscar Allen, I'll quickly go down to him. He got two goals, nine disposals. Well, we've all. Top, if you're on our pages um, and any other Eagles pages, everyone's big raps of Oscar Allen, and that's the reason why we picked him. Hmm. Waterman, he's probably hadn't had the greatest of months of the last month, he, um, 12 disposals. Petticelli's dropped right off for me. Yes, yeah, definitely. Have, yeah. Um, Mutimer, I reckon, will be on the chopping block. Yes. Um, hmm. Rotham's the one that surprises me. He doesn't seem to do enough for me, hmm. but they've signed him to another year. And yeah, they must I, I see just, something in the back line there. There must be, I don't know what it yeah. is, but I, I don't see it. But I'm not a scout or I, a I think Nelson had a great game last weekend. To yeah, look, dash. Nelson needs to because hmm. he's the one that's probably been affected more because of Tom Cole coming on. Yeah. And he's lost his spot, but he needs a fight. And, yeah, look, Nelson, he'll, he'll get there. I reckon you got to persevere with a player like that. Yeah, I think so. And you got to look at our list. In the next few years, he'll probably be a mainstay. Um, in East Perth, in the reserves, they kicked the exactly same score as Claremont League did. 12 goals, 11-83 to Claremont, 10-7. They won and only had one Eagles player in there. England, uh, it was two goals, 14 disposals. And I reckon you might remember me raving about this yeah. kid and people on TNG discussion page. This kid's got the ability to be a star I think I, I believe and so he's still he's young just, he's very raw he just come back from injury too I think yeah, that's why he's playing Rezzy he's very raw but I reckon next year you might see him uh, go on to bigger heights now we're all waffle heads from back you're a Perth demon I'm a Falcon I'm glad the alignment's over but how will it work next year will they well, get their own team that's going to be interesting because um I mean, it's going to affect two clubs here. Obviously, it's going to affect the Eagles, and it's going to affect East Perth. And, you know, you're looking at East Perth alone, they're going to have to bring in another 30 players, or at least, 
I reckon to, they'll come. I don't think it's going to be as hard a job for East Perth to get those players back. Um, from what I've heard, a lot of those players from the reserves, and you look at some of the stats they got on the week, when two guys got 50 possessions mm. and a few 40 and that. And I think, I think, yeah, it might be harder for the first year, but I think it's something they need to get their identity back. Um, and, what's, just, and how are the Eagles going to field a team? I mean, in the in the competition they're going to be in, are they going to? They're going to have to employ other people, other fill-ins to come in, whether it's guys from the amateurs or from. I think uh, they'll find them because yeah. you'll get a lot of players that are in the Colts or the Resies that think they've got the ability and been overlooked, yeah. and they'll go, "Well, look, I'd rather be under the eyes of the Eagles and." You know, yeah, their respective clubs, and yeah, I just it's going to be interesting to see how it works. Um, I hope they get their own team, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Perth Demons or even Swan Districts, because it's got to be in that corridor. Yeah, they're at Left Lane. It makes sense to me if they did align with somebody else, it would be Perth. I know Perth's got a lot of pride, and they probably wouldn't want it. I know the members don't want it, but just going to be interesting in how it takes yeah. shape next year. Yeah. And I think as soon as Eagles get what they want, the Dockers will want the same. Yeah. And then we'll have the buy again. So Yeah. I mean, I, look, I, I think you're fine too. It's a, there is, look, there's a bit of resentment from the clubs too, from the coaching staffs as well, what I hear, because the the coaches who coach the reserves and that at East Perth and, that, and um, they have to coach the way the Eagles coach. Yeah, it's amazing. They can't, they're no. not allowed to, they can't go in there and do have their own brainwave of doing this. They've got to go through what? Simo and that want done. Well, you just look at that game on the weekend. They had three guys on managed minutes. Yes. They get within four points or six points, whatever it was, and they take them off the ground. That's right, yeah. And to me as a coach, I'd be frustrated as hell, and I wouldn't be happy with that, even though that's the instructions are under. Mm-hmm. And and for East Pair fans, they're loving it. They're getting their team back. But for the Eagles, we just got to work out what's happening, and uh, it's going to be interesting how it yeah. pans out. All right, we'll get on to the uh, main game. <laughs> It's bounce down. So, this Saturday night, the Eagles play Collingwood in the qualifying final. It's going to be a good game. Just interesting to note that the Eagles have won three of the last five games against the Pies at an average of 42 points. Um, but in finals, we've only beaten Collingwood once. We've drawn twice and we've lost four. Um, the only game that we won was back in the Wacker in 1994 by two points and a lot of us older guys will remember <laughs> Wusher <laughs> given the end of the game and yeah. who was it that he gave uh, that was um, was it Graham Wright no or was it Tony Shaw no it was um, the wingman uh, Pickin no Pickin um, and he gave it to Nathan Buckley Tony right. Francis no, no the tall skinny guy Oh, I just couldn't remember who yeah. it was. I, I, I picked him because I, uh, I, I saw it again tonight, actually. All right. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely... He certainly... As the siren went, he gave it to Buckley straight away. And then, yeah, I'm sure it was uh, the guy that used to run down on the wing. Was it Billy Pickin? Oh, I, couldn't, I thought it was Graham, right? And no. I just remember Tony Shaw remonstrating <coughs> with him. Oh, yeah, Tony Shaw then had yeah. a shot at him. And then and it was... Uh, yeah. That was, and that, but that's the only win. And uh, the drawn games, well... Again, people that are older, the younger guys won't remember it, but this is the reason why we don't have um, the replay the next week is uh, this final where Sandwich kicked a point yep. and we had to play him the next week and we got smashed. Collingwood went on to play Essendon and uh, 
won the grand final in 1990, and the other one was 2007, where extra time. That was at Subiaco, too. And uh, Subiaco, and I was there, I remember it vividly, and I was crying, and I was like, what the hell? The prize <laughs> dominated the extra time, absolutely dominated. And it proved to be, uh, I don't think Chris Judd played in that game, or was it Daniel Kerr? One of them didn't play. No, Juddy didn't. Well, and, uh, and that was the end. The next week, Juddy rolled up to the club in his blue blue, blue Adidas track track suit that yeah. was an Eagles and broke a million hearts and went crying home to mummy but it's another story <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well let's um, go into the game who will the Eagles tag will they put Hutchie on side bottom again or will they put him on Penabry or somebody else on Penabry? No, well I can see I can see Hutchie did a great job on side bottom I can't see any reason why I wouldn't go to him uh, I could see Redden... Oh, actually, Colin would be ready for that to take Hutchie uh, I think so. But I think Hutchie can handle that, no worries. Um, he's proven... Um, he's actually proven he can get down the forward line himself and kick a few goals in the last yeah. couple of months. And I can see Redden actually going to... I think Redden would be a great match to uh, Pendlebury. Yeah. He's hard. He'll he run with him. Just play off him, not tag him. But he's just got to play with him. You know, again, I watched Pendlebury the other week and he's... Uh, He's a great player. He just knows oh, where to go. Get into slope like and space. Freezes when he gets a yeah, ball. Like and, yeah, in slow motion. He goes like, slow and no one can catch it. But I like, think Red tackle him. <laughs> I think that that'll be the key. Is um, I think stopping him side bottom. And I think Dugowie's another one. That yeah, Dugowie's going to be the main one. Um, we're going to the medical rooms for both of them. Well, Gaffy's uh, suspension. He's got five more to go on that. Um, Lewis Jetta, he could come back in. My late mail is he won't. Hmm. He's not ready, but who knows? I could be wrong. Um, Josh Kennedy has said he's going to play. Mackenzie's out for the season. Nat Nui's out for the season. And for Collingwood, Adam Trelaw, they were saying it looks likely he might get on the plane and come over. Yeah. I hope so. I hope he does his hammy in the first five minutes. <laughs> but he will be a big in if he can keep fit for the whole game. Hoskin Allett, he'll definitely play. Jeremy Howe, they said he's going to come in. Chris Main, now he's been playing bloody good football. Yeah, he'll play. He had a great year. Yeah, he was he was okay against Frio, and he did a bit of slight ankle. I saw that, and it was not yeah. far from where I was. And but he he'll be fine. Darcy um, Moore probably is the one that will miss out with the he, hamstring. He'll be out. I can't say. And Ben Reed, he won't play as well. Mm. And the rest of the guys, uh, Bremhead, Dunn, Elliot, Kirby, Sharon Berg, and Wales are all out for the season. Mm. So the question is. Will that Adam Trelaw and Howe and that take the place? Um, the guys that will probably miss out if they do are Jack Magden and Adam Oxley. Now, Oxley's been doing all right, I thought. Yeah, uh, Magden's been going okay, too, in the back line. And Godsack definitely won't play because he he's mm. come back from a ACL, which is, I think he must have had the Lars. Yeah. And he only got two possessions in his game at VFL, so I don't think he'll be coming back in. Yeah, I think, to, I, I listening to Justin Longmuir tonight too as well, look, the only two I can see coming in there are Trelaw and Howe. Howe's a certainty, and I think Trelaw will be. Um, the way he spoke about Darcy Moore and um, uh, Goldsack is that, because Collingwood actually got knocked out of their, of the VFL game, mm. finals last week, they said they need to do a bit more simulation training uh, for them to get their fitness levels yep. up. So, to me, that's telling me they're not going to be yep. playing there. And, and look, they can't afford to run in and go into here, into coming to Perth and put 
you know, four players coming off big injuries like this. I'd like to see them do it. Oh, that'd be <laughs> great, yeah. Game, but, um, but, you know, and you don't, we don't like to see anyone get badly hurt, you know, especially gold sack, you know, it's like watching Nick when yeah, you know, oh, doing yeah. his, you, know, you don't want to see yeah, him doing you know, knee again and things like that. But I, th- I, I can only see them two coming in, to be honest, that's all. Um, the Eagles have got, so Kennedy's going to come back in and Jed is the, obviously the other person that yeah. comes back in. So Oscar Allen will make way and that's, that's common sense, it's going yeah. to happen. Will Schofield hold his spot for Jetta to come in? Uh, I mean, I think it's a, is that the straight swap? Is that the swap? That's a, well, not necessarily because I don't know who it's going to be to be honest. And to, to be honest, I don't think Jetta should be a certainty to come in. Yeah. Look, his his delivery is outstanding. There's no question. Yeah. But his man on man work is not his body not language. Yeah. Isn't the best. Yeah, and he's not existing. He doesn't tackle. Well, Schofield um, was saying today that. He's uncertain. He hasn't been told if he's playing or not, so yeah. he's in that uncertainty. And he knows if Jetta comes back in, he's probably going to be the one yeah. that makes it. But what the difference is, is um, all for the... And I know what people... Everyone knows my thoughts on Schofield and mm. that, and not, but he is the one negative um, defender that we have that plays one-on-one while the rest is zone off. Yeah. And I'm just trying to find the matchups where our defenders would go. And... It's just, he's probably the one guy that he's going to give a lot of height away to Mason Cox. Mm. But if the way Fremantle played on him, they had um, Johnson playing one-on-one on him for the whole game, took him out of the game. Yes. And he was giving a lot of things. So that's why I think I can see maybe Schofield holding his spot for some reason. You could do. And look, you got Tommy Barras down there as well. But the other one that really impresses me in the Collingwood forward line is my check. He's, yeah. you know, he's a big boy. He's a mature, mature age player. His legs are. Are they massive. talking about using him back? Yeah, that'd be interesting because he was damaging against plays, Fremantle. That plays into our hand if he, he does. He kicked the winning goals against Fremantle in that last yeah. quarter. He's a strong boy. Um, so and with Cox up there, so yeah, look, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one for selectors and who they're going to pick. Because you know, you know, I was a big fan of Scoey years ago, but I, as you know, what I've always said is I think his time is up. But in saying that, uh, when we played Collingwood, we beat them at at, at, at the G. He he was pretty well wanting but after that he hasn't played too bad he's been, yeah. he's done his job I agree with you he's done his job and he's, he's he goes in. in there and he's a role player yeah well Tommy was out for two weeks too and that was and he filled in there pretty well so and I read a quote during the week I can't remember it was and it's talking about roles and I think it was about I think it was from the Richmond and how they're all role players and, and hard yeah it was must have been Richmond and Hardwick's going it's not about the role it's being a star doing your role yeah and that's why they've probably gone so good in the last two years. And a lot of people are critical of some of our players. Schofield's one of them. Uh, Marston was last year. Jed is one. they all got a role to perform. And from the outside, we might not see them doing what their role is. No. I know what their role is, but we sit there and we bag them. And then the next thing you know, they're getting coaches' votes. So, yeah, yeah. You know? so there's, there's obviously something there we don't know. And I'm sure, look, I'm sure Jed is used in the back line for his run and he's carried oh. the ball. He's, he's, he's no when he back. breaks the lines, he's just exquisite to watch. He's brilliant. He can but kick 60 metres. That's right, yeah. Well, I asked this of Dan. We'll go through... Oh, wait, before we get into that, um, unfortunately, Travis Varco's uh, sister passed away no. last week. Um, and um, the Eagles are going to wear a black armband in memory of her. Yeah. And they're also wearing another one for... Um, 
what's it, Sloaney's little boy. Yeah, yeah. That was um, died. So there's going to be a double tribute there, guys. So if you're at the crowd, just remember that. And all, all, all eight, all eight clubs are doing it. Oh, that's good. This so, weekend, apparently. So and I know um, a couple of guys of TNG, Parco and Rob. Mm. try to get something to the Eagles to find out what we could do but I suppose that's what we can do and mm. you know standing up giving an applause to Barco I don't know some just yeah. just give him respect well, I, think, I think Parksy and Hicksy both put a, uh, an email out to the Eagles and um, mm. uh, in regards to yeah, Rob, maybe doing something Rob, and, Rob sent one and he, he yeah. got a response but I haven't read it yet so mm. I know to get a response um, we'll go into the the first week of the finals and we'll get your selections um tigers versus hawks i look i think the tigers will win this i think they'll win i still think they're the team to beat yeah hawks have been really good but i think they're gonna might be found wanting a bit in their forward line um i said it might be a bit wet so that might play into the could tigers do yes yeah. oh, look I, and I can't see the tigers le- letting um mitchell off the off the hook here and they're, I think they're going to just be a little bit too strong. I, I can see them winning by at least 30 points. Well, I actually hope the Tigers keep winning because the more wins they get, the closer to a loss. And I hope that's that right. losses yeah. in the grand final. So, well, that's a, uh, an analogy yeah. I use. Uh, Demons versus Cats, a 50 oh, game. Oh, Oregon's a 50-50. Um, everyone's raving on about the Demons, but the Cats have got a very experienced team in there. The only thing I can see... The big upset. I mean, actually, Max Gorn. I mean, the um, Geelong. I believe uh, they're bringing in a rookie ruckman this weekend because yeah, um, his fourth game. Yeah, um, I believe the other big guy hasn't come up. I can't think of his name. Lee Stanley. Lee Stanley. Yeah, yeah they, they, I think yeah. they're a bit worried about his calf. Yeah, so he, um, he's definitely out. Yeah. Um, I, I think look, Melbourne's enthusiasm and Max Gorn and that could have a factor. But in saying that. You know, like uh, everyone's raving them up, and maybe they, if they haven't get, got ahead of themselves too much, um, Geelong have got, still got Dangerfield, they've got Ablett, they've got Tim Kelly, they've got. Um, uh, oh, well, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Mangola, they're just. They're, I'd be going for Melbourne because I want to see them have success, yeah. but I just think Cats have got the edge, and I, I think the Cats will come to play. I, I think it'll be very close, and I think the Cats will get in there yeah. by a small margin. I don't know if I'll be tipping that way, so if there's any tipsters out there to see yeah. Don't trust my... Tipping. I didn't do any good in the... I haven't done tipping. mine yet. Um, Swans versus the Giants. Uh, well, I think this is not a f- foregone conclusion either. I think the Giants could get up and win this, to be yeah. honest. I do. I, I think Sydney are susceptible at the SGG because Buddy cannot do run the big run rings like he does in the bigger grounds. Yeah. Um, they've lost more than they've won there this year, which yeah, is surprising. Yeah, and GWS are coming back with. They got Toby Green, which I rate. I rate Toby Green oh. so high. He's coming back in. They got a couple others coming back in um, as well. Um, I think. I think GWS could upset Sydney on this one. Yeah, it would be different. It's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm sort of going Swans for some reason. I just don't know. Um, GWS, they've got to throw everything in there. They've got to bring all the guys in that they've got to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, to me, if they didn't have the injuries, I'd have had GWS at the top of the ladder. Mm. I just think they're the, they're the quality team, the best, doubt. Got the best great, list. Best talent in the list. And yeah. next year, they, I know everyone says, you know, every year, oh, this is the team to beat. I reckon GWS will be the team to beat. I just can't see, because of the injuries, I just can't see them. It's going to be close. I just can't see Sydney dropping this one, mm. especially after dropping against Hawthorne. Yeah. They, they had that in the bag and they lost yes, it. So, yeah. And they'll be regretting that loss. 
And well, the Eagles and the Pies, well, we've already talked about it. We're all basically going to be going the Eagles. Oh, definitely. I think, you know, I, I mean, we've been a top four team, been in the top four now for about, what, 17 rounds? Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I don't think, I think we've only been out of the top four twice this season. So, look, we haven't got there for any reason. And like I was talking to you earlier, but uh, they I've watched all the footy shows this week, which I don't usually watch them because they, yeah. I think they're all VFL biased, but, and they were again. And not one word has been sent about the Eagles, which I reckon is great. Let's fly under the radar. I can see us winning. I'm tipping 21 points for us to win. Well, I've tipped them by 32. I think if we get on top of them, we're just going to run away with it. Yeah. And um, maybe the Victorian media and that will stand up. But then again, they probably won't. Like I said, I haven't been watching TV. I've been listening to lots of podcasts. And I think out of all the podcasts I've been listening to, four people have picked the Eagles. Mm. And Matthew Lloyd's probably one of them. Um, he's been proactive. Uh, Mitch Cleary and a couple others have. Um, but, yeah, there's not many that are even talking about them. So it's all yeah, about Collingwood. It is, and, yeah. And they talk about the injuries and stuff like that. People got to remember that Josh Kennedy is coming in for his ninth game mm. this week. Yeah. He's only played eight games this week. And another little interesting stat that I heard was that he has, for kicking a goal a game, he's had 53 go- games in a row where he's kicked a goal or more in a game. No one else has come close. And the next person's on 31 goals, yeah. uh, 31 games. So that's a bit of a plus for the Eagles. He definitely kick a goal. If he doesn't, we'll, we'll lose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, we've got to be strong in our defence because they've got four guys who've kicked 30-plus goals this yeah. year. And I think the other thing too with and look, we've got to take my hat off to Buckley because I I'm not a, wasn't a fan. He's done a great job. And as Simo said during the week, he reminds them of the 2015 Eagles team where we when we lost um, our players with knee injuries, um, Emac and all yeah. these guys, and we and, I think we lost Nick that year as well. And all of a sudden we think, what are we going to do? And then and we end Mitch up, Brown, Mitch Brown, and we end up yeah. having a great season. Yeah. I think we got right up to the to the didn't quite make the grand final, but we end up finishing in the final four. I think we only got beaten in the prelim finals. So. I think they're very similar teams in injury wise mm. and quality of yeah. players and that as well. Um, but he's got new assistant coaches around him. Around him, one of them is Alex uh, Longmuir. <laughs> But, and that's, I've never been a big fan of Buckley. I've always liked his fig jam, you know. Yeah. I, I admire him as a footballer and all that, but mm. I just find his arrogance a bit too much. Yeah. And especially with this weekend when he didn't like getting questioned about the drug culture. Yeah. And I just thought, well, you know, it's sad to be seen, mate. And just, you can't say there's not because something's happened down there. Yeah. Um, but good luck to him. Um, it's going to be interesting. I just, I just, I can't believe that. I guess people are tipping uh, Collingwood on the East Coast because of what Melbourne did to us. Yeah. And bringing they've got a good pressure game. It is probably pretty close when they to Richmond when they use a pressure game. But it's, if Eagles get on their terms, I think they're just going to blow them out of the park. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, Jamie, look, I've never been a big fan of Jamie Cripps, but he's really blown them. He's, he's had a good brilliant year. He's blown me away this year, yeah. what he's done. And. and, and and as you know, I was big. I was I was saying that uh, um, Lecker also should have retired, but he's had a great year. I think everyone was on yeah. the same boat there, yeah. saying that Lecker. Lecker's last month's been a bit quiet, but he's still doing his bit. Mm. Um, and it's amazing that it's the first game for the whole year that that six that have been named in the forward line have played mm. together. Yeah, and that mm. blew me away. So yeah, it's going to be interesting if they can all fire. Oh, look out. Yes, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, and um, Eagles need to win because if the Eagles win, they'll either play Richmond 
Hawthorne, Geelong, or Melbourne in the prelim. Mm. If we lose, we're back into the other side where we could be playing Rich. GWS, yeah. Sydney. We'll, we'll, got, we'll have if we lose, we're home again next week yeah. against GWS or Sydney, and if we win that, we're against if it's between Richmond and Hawthorne. Yeah. We're against one of those two. We cross so over. Let's hope we get the two big home finals, um, the one this week and the prelim. Um, people can start if we win. You can take that lid off. Put the keys in the ignition and somebody find a bus and we'll all jump on it. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. um, we'll be on it. We'll... It'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um, before we sign off tonight, I uh, just want to remind everyone that if you've got nothing to do, get down to Fremantle Oval to the RecLink Community Cup and have a listen to me and Gaffy. We'll probably make fools of ourselves. We might not. We might find the inner Bruce McAvaney. Um, I've done a bit of preparation, so I'm a bit nervous about it, but I guess I'm doing a podcast. So yeah. Shouldn't be too hard, I'll just make sure I'm not looking at anyone. Make sure you know all the players, mate. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that's the hard bit knowing the players. I'll have the binoculars out and all that. Um, uh, big thank you, Wayne, for stepping in for um, Dan. It's much appreciated. Um, and he sends his thanks as well. Um, guys, um, download and subscribe to this show. It's on uh, CastBox, TuneIn, uh, iTunes and SoundCloud and jump on if you're not on our um what do you call it facebook pages it's uh the teen the next generation podcast page or the next generation discussion group that's a closed group you've got to join that and we can add you and we're also on twitter and we're also on instagram so jump on them and if you have got any other there's a couple more eagles uh podcast popping up now there's a new one now um right they sort of like it's more AFL based. Um, they're just, they just, I can't remember what it's called, but if you go on Instagram, it's West Coast Eagles underscore FC. So you go on there and there's a link to their podcast here on SoundCloud as well and iTunes. So get onto that. We promote any Eagles podcast because the more people talking about the Eagles, the better. Yeah, definitely. It's great. It's a great, great site, the TNG site. It's one of the best sites I've been on. So Yeah, get a bit of, uh, Get a bit of uh, flack every now and then and uh, get a lot of people messaging. And uh, But we like people having their opinions and that's what footy's all about. No one's going to agree on everything, but as long as we keep it uh, that's right. a mutual respect for everyone, it's pretty good. And that's born out of, um, you know, being on other Eagle sites and stuff like that. And we've got a few more weeks left with the finals, so we'll come together. Wayne might even be back on again. Depends on Dan's availability. And we got, after that, we got the um, off-season and we'll probably do a couple of shows there and the nest will be coming up as well so keep an eye out for that guys and again thanks a lot Wayne for coming on the show good thanks Wazza thanks you very much and a special thanks out to PJ out there PJ Aldershaw you got me some tickets during the week thanks PS really appreciate that mate good on you he's got a couple of uh, mates at Hale I think he always does he's a good lad (laughs) All right, catch you guys till next week and wait for a big Eagles win go Eagles Good job.